I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. We have a special episode. I know. I am so excited because uh, this is someone who I've never worked with, but have worked with. I'm very excited to have a guest today. Okay, you know when you say it like that, it makes it sound like a made-up thing? That It's, like... it's kind of like, you know, the magician who says, this person from the audience with whom I have never worked, but you know it's a plant that's, you know, that, you know. You that's know. the analogy you're going to do? That's the analogy. Okay, I'm going to take over introducing this person. Okay, yeah, please do. that was a terrible analogy. <laughs> anyway, okay, we are super lucky because this person talks, has been a part of one of our most favorite handsome boy things but i yep. would say it's it's slightly cursed as well hey you know but um uh it is the amazing sarah french yeah hello hello it's so good to see you guys and meet you in person kind of kind of right it, you know it's... covid in person that's what we'll call yeah it. yeah, COVID it's, in yeah, person. It's... yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> say it did open it up for more things like, like this, this that's yeah you, honestly when i was doing erie appalachia i was i was only able to do 10 interviews during 2020 originally but then when the world ended i was able to do 40 interviews because i was able to do this you know? yeah because yeah. that's all you could do right yeah it definitely i think it broadened the, i mean it was a horrible thing but i think it's also broadened things so yeah. but Needless to say, yes. Sarah, it is so wonderful to meet you. Yeah. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you with guys us. for having me on. This is very exciting. And I got to say, I love the sound of your channel because it's right up my alley. I'm totally into ghosts, the paranormal, like all that stuff hauntings, uh, UFOs. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I do lots of horror films. Like, this is right up my alley. Yes. Yes. This is why we were like, <laughs> we have to get you on the show. Yes. So. Uh, and it was it was funny because we both worked on a project uh, about as we mentioned our favorite boy Robert the doll Robert the doll down in really? so, yes um, I had written about him in Erie Florida so they brought me on as a talking head but oh. then you got to portray one of my favorite actual historical figures from the whole Robert the doll story so, which is which is Anne. Right, Anna. Yes, Anna so. Otto, the wife of Eugene Otto, who was the original owner of Robert the Doll. Yeah, and Anne is just such a tragic character in this story, but that you know I think gets left out of so many tellings. It's, it's always the story of Jean. You know. Yeah, and, you're right. Exactly, and she's she's kind of like the silent um, victim in this because she was, you know, she had to deal with all of the the BS that, you know, she, she, you know, obviously Eugene, he had, you know, a problem. He was addicted to this doll. He, he, you know, and she just wanted kind of a normal relationship. She wanted a normal marriage, just like anybody. And uh, she got, you know, she had to put up with a lot of his stubbornness, his issues, and she had to deal with it in her own way. Now, it's interesting. Um, I was trying to do some research on her before I uh, played the role, before we started filming. And there's really not a lot of information on her, which is also sad. Yeah, I mean, um, all her stuff was from New York, where she, yes. was, she, uh, she sang at the Rainbow Room, which is yep. huge. Yeah, and But again, her, you know, her origins and all that are very, very, you know, kind of... Yeah, you know, there's no real. How did she? Yeah, you know, where did she come from? And all this. Yeah, is... and some of the research I was doing, she she wanted to be, uh, or she was a um, what was it, a professional pianist? Yeah. Um and, and, and yeah. yes, and a singer, and but she kind of had to put that on hold when they moved down to Florida yeah. to take over the house, and she kind of had to put her life on hold. Yeah. which is really sad because as an independent artist myself, like, you know, you have to basically care for somebody and put your life on hold. And that's, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And I give her a lot of mad props for being able to do that. 
Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we you know, for those who don't know the story, Robert is was the childhood toy of Eugene Otto and Robert Eugene Otto. And then this doll gets a life of its own. He gives him his name, he gives him his clothes, and the doll becomes Robert and he becomes Eugene. It literally is giving himself to this doll, his, his life, his personality, and his poor parents are dealing with all this at the time. And as that's you know going on, more and more weirdness starts happening. They finally lock the doll in an attic. He grows up, he moves away, goes to Paris to become an artist. You know, he learns new things. He's you know forgotten about the doll. He comes to New York and that's where he meets Anne and they become an item. And she is the famous one. And he is kind of just the, the side character. But then his mother gets sick and they and his father had passed away and he has to come down to Key West to restore his house. And that's when he brings his wife down. And then suddenly it shifts because he's got the doll. He's the artist. He's famous in Key West and she isn't. And like you said, they had, she had to put her life on back order mm -hmm. and all this. And then all the, all the while in the background is the doll, Robert, yeah. the doll. And, and the wife is actually the one who found him in the attic yes. and brought yes. all this on herself a little bit. So. And she's like, what is this weird, creepy thing? Cause that's what I would have been like, what, why do you have this? It's like, what is this? And then, and then it's like the connection with Eugene and the doll just instantly happens. And he's like, oh my God, I totally forgot about you. So it's, it's a sad, unfortunate, you know, thing, because like I said, Anne was not happy. She was right. tormented by this doll. Um, and, you know, she didn't really have her husband to, uh, you know, be a husband because he was so infatuated with his work, the doll, and the wife was kind of just put on the sidelines. One of the things when I interviewed one of the original witnesses of Robert who remembered just the being in Key West at the time, they would go to restaurants and was a friend of Aunt and oh. said that, you know, she would see Gene and Robert come into the restaurant and then five minutes had to pass before Anne was allowed to come out of the car and come in because they had to have their grand entrance. Oh, yeah. What? You know, that's, that's insanity. Wow, that's yeah. messed up. Yeah. Yeah, poor Anne during all this. So now you got to work with Stunt Robert, which was amazing to me, right? Yes. Uh, made <laughs> yes, by. Have... Wait, I have a question. Okay. You're doing that thing. You're doing I'm sorry, thing. I, I, bunny I know, I know. You, uh, down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so, why? I'm literally, I feel sometimes my entire job on this podcast is pump the brakes. Like, I'm like the crowd control teacher, <laughs> the student driver that's like, ah. Um, <laughs> So my first question is, uh, Sarah, when you're when this part comes up, right? You you had to have known a little bit about the legend of Robert the Doll, or yeah. started to when you looked at this, right? Well, so tell me that because yeah, besides this, which we we I know we could probably do four hours of podcasts on Robert himself, and I want to talk yeah. about more about you. We're just going to touch on I this. Just, that's all I did. I was just, I was just I'm down things. for whatever. <laughs> but I want to know because there are certain stories that I feel like, and I'm a horror author, right? I write really, you know, Ooh. things, even though I do, I will nope out of the situation. But <laughs> I, I just go, if somebody handed me the script, I'd be like, nope, there you go. So really? tell me a little bit about that. Well, because, you know, there is, he happens to be one of those paranormal phenomenons that there has been a lot of evidence that something whatever it is is associated with this doll even the person who made the film right is oh the, the the made the original there was a curse of robert the doll film made in 2016 it was unauthorized it had nothing to do with uh it, it was made by a german film company as You're a right. tax write-off and the producer of that immediately got arrested uh for other reasons and then oh. died in prison 
of some really weird yeah, illness. Really freaky wellness. So that just shows oh, you why you don't mess with Robert. So <laughs> one more tale to add to his. Yeah. Life. So I just, on this, I go, when you're, tell me about this. Tell me about you. Wow. You that's this script. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, I got to say it all kind of came full circle for me with this job. Um, I'm a huge horror fan. I actually grew up watching horror films when I was five years old. Uh, my mom was very religious. She didn't let my sister and I watch anything bad, no kissing, no, no blood, you know, no nothing on TV, right? And, you know, when your parents tell you not to do something, what do you do? Immediately, you do it. Do it. I was oh, yeah. going to say, you want to do it Dr. Paul Bearer immediately. Snap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so my grandma was babysitting my sister and I one night. And, you know, grandmas are really cool, right? Yeah. And we we go to the video store. Yes, I'm dating myself. Um, That's okay. We, it's okay. all the time, you're talking, you're, you're fellow video store people. Yeah, yeah. You're all good. I miss it. I miss it so much. But, we went to the video store and we were checking out the new releases and everything. And there was a film on the shelf called Child's Play. Oh, oh yes. That is where it all started for me. It was that particular film. Do you remember so, the My Buddy dolls at that same time? Oh, yeah. Oh like yeah, the male and female. Anyway, that's a whole thing. Killed, killed, killed that entire that line. That movie but... literally killed that toy line. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that so, possessed cabbage patch dolls, but that's a different show. Uh, okay. Oh God. Um, yeah, so you know, I I saw it and I was like, I saw the cover, I saw the doll on the cover. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch this. And I was like five years old. My sister was six. So we go to my grandma and we're like, hey, grandma, this is a, you know, this is a cool, fun kids movie. It's a new release. Can you rent it for us? And my grandma's not stupid you know we thought we were pulling one over on her and she's she's like you know what sure I'll rent it for you and I think she just did it because she wanted to make us happy and I think so she did it just because she wanted to have your mom pay back for something right. in her childhood and you guys would be up for the next two weeks yes <laughs> oh that's great so we go home put the movie in and I just I was scared to death Mm. of dolls toys i'm like is is my doll gonna try stealing my soul well, <laughs> the answer is probably yes really yes. and truly it, <laughs> it terrified me but because i was so terrified i loved it and i loved that feeling of being scared and i was like i i have to have more i want more and then from that day on i would just try to get up my hands on as many horror movies as i could you know, and I, I just fell in love with the genre. I fell in love with being scared. And um, and with that, that, that followed me into my teenage years. And, you know, I'd make short horror films and things with my friends when I was in high school. When others were doing drugs, I was making little movies. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then that followed me into my adulthood with, with uh, acting in them. But... Um, where I was going with this was back to Robert the doll, a casting call came up on my phone and it said they were looking for somebody that was in their thirties. That was mom-like that was blonde. That basically had my description to a T and I was like, okay. And then it said something because they don't give you all the information. No. It said something about, uh, something about a haunted item or something like that. And anything that has to do with horror haunts, you know, uh, you know, anything like that. And I love doing recreation shows. They're so much fun to do. Um, I instantly saw the haunted thing and I was like, I got to apply for this. And it's, it's my description. So I hit, you know, I hit, it, uh, I'll do the audition, but you know, they have to accept you if they see, you know, they see you and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll send her uh, the sides and everything. And the next day I got an email saying, um, we want you to audition for this. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. But what's funny is 24 hours later, I was flying out to Puerto Rico to work on another film. So I had to do this audition in 24 hours or less. Wow. Wow. And 
that the whole audition process is a whole nother beast in and of itself. Yeah. And for the audition, they said, okay, so here's what we want. Um, I still don't, I still didn't know at the time it had to do with Robert the doll, but in the audition, we had to show, we had to show all these different ranges of emotions and they didn't even send me sides. They actually said, we want you to come up with a one minute long story. You create yourself. Uh, and it has to do with like this haunted doll that takes place in the, what they say? The mid 1900s or when was, when was Robert the doll? Oh, he started in the, uh, the, the uh, late 1800s, but that's right. Uh, but it was 1900s is when. That's right. Yeah. The early 1900s. 30s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're said, okay, so it has to do with the haunted doll in the early 1900s and you know, you're scared. So show us what you can do a minute story showing different ranges of emotions with a haunted doll involved. And I was like, I've, I've never had an audition like that before. They usually give you science. They usually give you dialogue. Um, so it was really weird, but luckily for me, my boyfriend is a really amazing screenwriter. <laughs> so I said, nice. okay, Joe. Yeah. Oh, thank God. And they yeah. work very well together. Uh, good, and I said, Joe, I'm freaking out. And this is when I do my best work is when I'm under extreme pressure. And this is All extreme right. pressure because I really wanted this. And I'm like, Joe, please, here's what I need. Here are the perimeters. One minute story. I show all these different emotions and, you know, give them a story of some sorts. And Joe's like, okay. I was like, please help me come up with something. So a half hour later, he comes up with this whole story and it's, he hands it to me and it's literally a page long. I'm like, how am I supposed to memorize this whole thing in less than 24 hours and get it shot and get it sent in? It was I'm like, I'm good, but damn, that's like, <laughs> I don't think I can do this. Yeah. And I kept, I was like, okay, just take a deep breath. I can do this. I'm going to do my best. And so that night I, I was studying after he gave me uh, the, the, the page. I studied my butt off. The next morning I went on a really big hike because that's when I do a lot of my studying is when I'm hiking. Mm. Um, I studied everything about this and I was able within that to create all these different emotions different breaks different you know different things that they wanted and then I do the audition well before I do the audition I said I said to Joy I said I can't do this there's no way I still have to pack for Puerto Rico I'm gonna be gone for a whole week you know I I'm stressed out I just I can't do it and he said no you're gonna do it and you're gonna do great nice Oh, and I said, okay, I'll try. I'll do the best I can. Cause I'll, I'll, it's out of your hands. Once it's sent in, there's nothing else you can do. So I do the audition and I was, I was 75% happy with it. And I was just like, I don't know. And once I got, once I got the, my, you know, my slate in there and then, you know, cause they also wanted you to talk about other projects you've done and give a whole thing. Like it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And I sent it because they want to get to know you and, and know your personality and, you know, stuff like that. And I sent it in. It came up. So they just, it's supposed to be a minute, right? It came out to six minutes long. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I was like, there is no way I'm getting this. No way. And so I'm in Puerto Rico. I do the other film there. I come back and then I have a photo shoot for this really cool comic book cover. That night I got an email. Congratulations. You got the part. Nice. Oh, wow. I was like, what? That is awesome. That's great. And I got to tell you guys, it's, it's not easy. It, yeah. I mean, you're auditioning nonstop. There's maybe a, a 2% chance you're going to get any gig that you audition for. It's really a beast, especially right here in LA. Um, it's really hard to book an audition, yeah. but they were really happy with what I gave them. And, and yeah, but so getting back to that. So in order to prepare for this role, I did my research on, Anne. I did my research. Oh, well then that's when they told me it's about Robert the doll. This is yeah. the show name curse of Robert. The dolls like what? Yeah. 
oh my God. And, and the other cool part was the director, Brian, uh, I worked with him previously on another recreation show about five years prior. Um, and that one was for like uh, some true crime show. I can't remember. Oh no, it was ice tea was hosting it. Um, something in blood in ice cold blood. Okay. I did a crime recreation show and I was the lead in that. And him and I like, we got, we got along so well. And then I saw he was a director. I was like, Oh my God, this is so <laughs> weird. So I did my research on Anne and the family and Robert the doll. And I was just, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't really know much about Robert the doll, which is weird because I'm big into the paranormal. I'm big into all that. But for some reason, Robert the doll kind of just, it wasn't on my radar. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's one of the, um, the right people know him, you know, at the time, at the right time. Yeah, well, which is really know. weird. I knew I knew of him, but I didn't know much about him, the history and everything, and Eugene and Anne. And so I was trying to, as an actor, I, you know, I'm trying to go through these different emotions on what Anne was thinking during the time that she was married to Eugene and what she went through, the roller coaster of emotions. And she went through a lot. So I was really trying to channel her and, and you know, do the best I could with that and really bring that to life. Um, so how it's a full circle for me is one, I'm big into the paranormal, big into horror and all that. And watching child play, child's play, has led me to where I am today in the horror world. Because if I didn't watch Child's Play, who knows if I would would have been as big of a horror fan yeah. as I am now. And that which has led me to wanting to be in horror films and be an actress. So it was really cool when I got this part. I was just no, over the moon. But no, but then you got to play with literally the... Inspiration for... <laughs> For child play, yeah. right? Is yes. Robert. Exactly well, the, the 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 story is that the screenplay author was inspired by uh, uh, another book, uh, another movie, which was the uh, uh, Killer Dolls, or uh, the one uh, from Full Moon. But oh. that writer was the one who was inspired by Robert the Doll stories. So it's oh, it's kinda, that's so, so that's how it worked. It was telephone, but that's why it worked. Really that well. is awesome. I know the the legend is that he was inspired by, you know, Robert, but he was yes inspired by this other movie and then stole it from that. So okay, I but have anyway. two more Robert the Doll questions, and we're going to break. Sounds okay, like you, you don't get to talk about Robert the Doll anymore. We're going to talk about other paranormal things. All right, that's you're going to time out. But I'm gonna, I have one question too. Okay, you ask one question. I'm going to watch this. I'm All right, I just want to say so with uh, now you worked with Stunt Robert mostly in the reenactment stuff yes. so which which was made by the jim henson company which thrilled me when they when they brought him out of the box i was giggling so i uh, to be honest when i when i got to set because we, we shot in this really beautiful um neighborhood i forget what it's called but they have all victorian houses and you can they usually do like really cool haunts and things there um it's a really beautiful little niche of of these victorian houses that they brought in from all different parts of the country and they just they shoot films there and they do all all sorts of uh um, yeah, in things. la right yeah and it, it oh. was in uh pasadena it's right outside yeah, okay. of pasadena in la all right now they were filming but, um, us in the artist's house the original house down in key west i am so jealous yeah, i was in the turret room where robert grew you know I, where all this happened and then, I can't believe it. Oh man, it was crazy. And then they brought me over to see Robert, but they introduced Stunt Robert to real Robert while we were there. Oh, and so what? that's why I was wondering if you guys had to follow the stage instructions because that was the thing. They started filming that moment. And I'm like, guys, you're not, you didn't ask either of them's permission before filming. And that's one of Robert's rules is, you know, do you have permission? So, uh, I guess they said we had already shot so much of this other stuff. We didn't think about that. So oh, thank God. Okay, so they shot. They shot that last. Yeah, shot my stuff first. Your stuff last. So hopefully they had already done all that. But I wanted to ask if they had asked his permission before filming or not. 
Um, well, actually, well, when I got to set, I saw them like take him out of this like box thing. Yeah. And I was like, I was in shock. I, I was in, I like, I didn't know, I guess I really didn't, they don't really give you much information before you get yeah. to set. Um, I really didn't know kind of what I was in for. And I saw him and I was like, okay, everything's going to be fine. I'm not going to Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> well, when they introduced the two, I was just like, okay, you realize what you've done now because Robert imprints on other effigies of himself. And that's what the whole Ozzy Osbourne, Jack Osbourne, where they had their own little mini Robert and had to do all this. Oh my thing. God. I'm like, wow. you better treat this one just like Mr. Real Robert. And well, there better be an what, apology letter after everything's done. <laughs> right? Well, the thing is, um, the first half of my scenes, I was holding him. So I had to hold him for, you know, the first half of the day. And I was just, I was so respectful. I was like, Yay. thank you. Are you, you know, I was treating him like, okay, if this thing is haunted, I'm going to take all the precautions. No, that was the right, a the thousand right percent. Which was gonna be my yes. I was because that ends badly for everybody who doesn't do that. And I got to say, things have been really great in the last couple of years. And we shot that, I think, two years ago, if I remember correctly. So I'm okay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. No, no plane crashes. I, treat, no... I treated it with, re I treated him with respect. And, you know, when I had to set him down, I was like, okay, Robert, I'm going to set you down. But your handler is going to be in here. To and they, they had, he had his own handler. And it was just, it was really cool. Yeah. I'm glad it went okay. well for you. Because after that. <laughs> released me and my sister both got into car accidents so no. release when yeah were in, when right after i filmed it both both my daughters uh, my both my kids got in uh, car accidents within a yeah week. literally within a week of each other this is our what? producer callie yeah by the go. way hi yeah 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 so and um yes so, that's so i wrote a letter to robert afterwards said robert i don't know what i did wrong but we tried to do everything right and and i haven't been in an accident oh since so, okay. Thank well, God. Thank God yeah. you're all. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thank and you. that's the thing. That's the thing when it comes to the paranormal is you have to be very careful and you have to take precautions no matter what. Yep. Don't poke the bear. Yeah. Trust me. I Absolutely. learned my lesson and we can talk about that later. Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back from break. So, we're going to take a quick break, travelers. We'll be right back. Phew. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. And what of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. We're back. I just want to point out, we're not talking about this anymore, but you literally <laughs> brought up the two things I was going to bring up. Oh, I did. So, so I was super, curious. I was just like, right, so creepy. That's why I like it. You beat your two well, Yeah. I, and so with that, we're going to stop talking about you, Robert. We love you, Robert. And you're amazing. And you're the most handsome boy in the entire world. Yes. So okay. and yes. thank you for letting us talk about you. So. Yes. 
Well, Thank you. obviously he likes Sarah. So yeah, Sarah took care of him. Yeah, Sarah took very good Woo-hoo! care. Yeah. Robert's mom. So. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. let's talk about your experiences though. So I first of all, I love that you watched Child's Play because uh mine was Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. Ooh, oh yeah. And that's so good. Yeah, so good. But let's talk about your experiences because you have experience. Where do you want to begin us on this journey? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I guess I've always, I was into the paranormal before I was into watching horror films. My mom, she's, you know, like I said, she she was super religious at the time, and she still is to a certain extent. Uh, we lived across the street from our church that we went to, and, you know, it was a very important part of our life. And, uh, but the my mom was always just into spirits and ghosts and you know the paranormal and her interest in that made me interested in it so she had her own experiences i can't remember them off the top of my head but um she would tell us these stories like when we were super young which is funny because you know that would of course scare a kid <laughs> But when, when I was in kindergarten, I remember we, you know, we would have uh, a break and go to the library and all the books I would be looking for were, all of them would always have to do with spirits and ghosts and things like that. That was it. That is friend? all I looked for. Yeah. Did you have an invisible friend? Not that I know of. Okay. A lot of people who are in the younger have invisible friends and then they're told they're imaginary friends, but they're not imaginary friends. They're invisible friends. That's I'm a something believer. we've discussed yeah. before. So. That is really interesting. Because yeah. I think kids can see things that we, as adults, were told so much that, oh, that's why I don't like the term imaginary friend. I prefer the term invisible friend because parents can't see them. But if you ask a child about this friend, they will tell you so much about the history of these. Um, I believe friends. it. Yeah. That, yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Continue on. Um, <laughs> But I remember I lived in this house, the house that was across the street from our church. And we had this room called, it was a, a it was a pretty old house. I think it was built in the, I mean, thirties, forties, maybe. Yeah. Uh, my grandma owned it, but she uh, let my mom and my sister and I live in it, which was really great. And she, it, we had this room upstairs called the blue room. And it was just, it was all blue, like a really dark kind of weird blue color. And it was the only room in the house that had that color. And I don't know why, but um, my sister said she saw something in there and my mom if I remember correctly said she saw something in there as well so we definitely think there was something in the house besides us I never saw anything and I don't know how I would handle it if I did especially when I was a kid mm. I don't think I would have handled it very well. yeah but my I remember my sister telling me and my mom telling me that they they had some things happen oh and actually it's going back to me my mom heard it because we had these these old creaky stairs she would hear something walking down it every now and then so, oh yeah. yeah i don't know I, it, it creeps me out actually just thinking about it right now but like i said i've always been into that it's always interested me as a kid i would rent you know the books and read about it i, I read about the fox sisters oh the yeah the famous sisters that were the, the mediums yeah um i mean they might have been debunked. I don't remember. They 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 said they recanted. They said, "Oh no, this is all fake." And then one of one of the sisters said, "No, I faked it all. This is all we faked it." And then later she said, "No, I had to say that because we were getting pestered so much. So you know, it's a recant I, of a recant. Who the knows? Sisters is a whole fun thing. We'll do that another time. So it's uh, just interesting to hear about all these different stories. And the other one that always really interested me was the. The brown lady at, was it Ryham Hall? Yes. Remember that? Painting, yeah. Or yeah, picture. and that, that was in, yeah. was that the UK or England or something? That's in England, yeah. And it's uh, 
That is probably one of the most famous ghost pictures of all time. Yeah. Because it's early days of photography and it's exactly what you want when you see a ghost. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. what all of us grew up. That was, I think it was on even the Time Life books of hauntings. One of them, that was the cover. Yeah. You want to know something funny that you're talking about Time Life books? I went to, we have some really great bookstores out here in LA, some really old ones, and they have Mama all Way. sorts of really old books it. and stuff. <laughs> I got the whole collection of that, that life, what was it? Like, yeah, the Life Magazine, Time, Time Life Books, Tales of Mystery and the Unexplained. Oh, yes. yes. Mysteries of the Unknown. And Mysteries of the Unknown. That's it. Yes. yes. I got the whole collection. Yay. Recently. Those are That's great. Crazy. They did that one and they did the fantasy one, which is like elves and dragons and stuff. Those yeah. were the two. Well, then well, I got the scary stories. Yeah, scary stories told in dark. That's these were just, I mean, these are the kind of books. I mean, the the artwork in these are just, it's so damn creepy. That's, and the that was stories the art were my just... wife Carrie tried to do for Eerie Travels was she was emulating scary stories. She wanted to do her own thing. She's like, I'm not going to do this because that's his style, but I'm going to do our cryptids and monsters are going to be done that way. So I just, so I, I, I just love it so much. I could talk all day about Yay. it. But... So what about, um, what is your favorite scary movie? Let's do top three scary movies that you love. Actually, I didn't even mention all the, the haunting stuff that I've done. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Erica's okay. jumping ahead. I do. Jeez. I jump. I jump. I, say, I was waiting for, I could talk there, all day so. long. Um, <laughs> yeah so i guess um so my boyfriend joe and i were you know we're big into hauntings and stuff and when when i got together with him which was in two well actually 2010 no 2009 so we've been together a very long time he's in the industry as well he's an amazing screenwriter and i'm an actress so it we worked very well together. Works good. Works good. It does. It works. We work very well together. And, uh, you know, we did a lot of traveling for horror conventions and films and things like that all around the U.S. And, you know, when I would when I would go to a movie and if it was somewhere new that I've never been, I would look up different haunted locations in the area that I'm staying right. at. So if I had a day off, I could go visit it or check it out. And so it's a free trip, you know, oh, and then I could yeah. check out all these cool haunted that's, that's, locations. Suddenly that's suddenly you're writing a book series called Eerie Travels. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Joe and I, we wrote a couple of books based on our paranormal, um, what, what we've seen oh. and where we've been. Uh, Salem, Salem, Massachusetts. I don't know. You Have you guys been there? Yes. Yes. How must, great is that? Must. I love Salem. We used to go every year for like a handful of years. Um, they have some really great, they have, a, what's that restaurant called? The Lyceum? Yeah, the Lyceum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, we went there, we ate there on the first floor and then they have an upstairs and that's where all the activity happens. Is that, that's what people yeah. say. So when we were done eating, we just asked the waiter, we're like, hey, do you mind if we just, you know, go check out upstairs? We won't be long. Like, yeah, no problem. So after we were done eating, we went upstairs and it was just, it was a completely different feeling. The yeah. second we got up to the top step, it just, it felt really heavy. Um, and as you guys know, when, you know, you're investigating or, you know, doing things like that, like a lot of it is how you feel how you're oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. you know you get these goosebumps or you know things feel heavy um and you just get these weird feelings but up there felt really it, it was more of a feeling than anything but the one place that we went to in Salem that was that we had some things happen was what is that hotel called it's the big white hotel it's one of the more haunted locations in Salem is it George? George? Is that it? Tree. Uh, they used to have like peach trees or something planted there, and then. Man, I I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Thanks for Google. We're gonna get Google. Google to the rescue. Yeah, yeah Google. Yeah. Google to the rescue. Huh? Yeah, and but, it's um, 
It's this the sixth floor. Yeah, but it's, the, it's I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's, you know what I'm talking about. Giant. The sixth floor is the most haunted. It's right thing down from the size. church. Um, yes. Yeah, and I'm I'm blanking on the and, name myself. So and they um, have a library in the basement. Is it the Hawthorne? Yes. The Hawthorne, yes. Okay, Hawthorne yeah. Hotel. There we go. Google saved the day. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Yes. Have you guys been there? Yes. yes. I yeah. had brunch there. There was a pianist. Oh, nice. Okay, that wasn't the scary part of the story. No, no, no continue, continue. Yeah, yes. now that we're back on track. Sorry, gang. So we stayed there overnight, and we stayed on the sixth floor. And that night, it, it was really... I felt uneasy. I felt uneasy from jump. Uh, we get into the room and excuse me, Joe's in the bathroom. He's, you know, just getting ready for bed. He comes out and he had this really like, it was almost like a handprint on his chest and it was very red, like a red handprint. And I was like, what, what happened to you? What's on your chest? He goes, Oh, it's nothing. And I was like, Ah. okay and then so we go to bed joe falls asleep almost instantly and he never he he's one that stays up overnight he can't sleep for anything i'm always the one that falls asleep like that well it was completely opposite that night um i was literally just looking around like very freaked out and I remember at one point I did fall, like I was like half asleep and I was turned over in the bed and then I feel him put his arm around me. And then I wake up and look and he's facing that way. Oh, so oh, it felt nope, like something. Nope. Oh, Eric is yeah, and, I'm I'm up, and I'm like, oh, and I, and I see nothing there. And Joe's facing that way. I was like, freaked out out of my mind and then um i can't remember if it happened before or after but there were these knocks on the door on the doors so it sounded like there was a knock at the furthest door down the hall and the knocking kept getting closer and closer and closer down the hall and i was just waiting for somebody to knock on our door and nobody does and it was probably two or three in the morning at that point and I, I, I mean, you know, these old buildings, you can usually hear pretty well through the walls and stuff. And I didn't hear anybody out there. It was just a really weird thing. And I had some red sunglasses. They were my favorite sunglasses. Uh, they were sitting on one of the far um, end tables on the other side of the room. Um, I wake up in the morning and we're getting ready and, uh, Joe at that point was honest with me and he said, I didn't want to tell you last night, but I felt a heavy, like, um, it felt like somebody was pushing down on my chest when I was in the bathroom wow. and that's why it was red. Yeah. Super. No, and I was like, yeah, 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 Eric, Eric would be out. out. I'd Eric, be leaving my shit. Eric I'd be would gone. not be able to do it. <laughs> no, nope. so. I'd be like, oh. and we're gone. We're gone. So we're packing and I'm like, we're about to leave. And I'm like, wait, I, I set my sunglasses here. I'm I'm very particular where, where I set my stuff. I wouldn't set them anywhere else. They were sitting right on this table. They were not there. They were completely gone. My favorite sunglasses were gone. And when we got back from our trip, they were nowhere. They weren't in my bag. They weren't in nothing. Uh oh. So they disappeared. Yeah. We need to get <laughs> you our little little travel. Um. Uh, protection bottles. Yep. 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 We I keep them made because have, he brings stuff with him. We got we we there. Oh. It's the old Houdon Gris Gris. Yeah. So you just you have a Gris Gris bag. Yeah. You, know, you got to. We got to get you one of those. So, Take it with you. Oh, I'm. That uh, would be great. Been on, um, well, but I've been to like I said. You know, when we go somewhere, we love to travel and check out haunted locations. So we've been to uh, Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Yay, Waverly Hills! We love. Have you been, been there? Many yeah, uh, Louisville. Yeah, it's. We got. We are stopping there on our way to CryptidCon, and you oh. know they do a haunted house in the haunted location, which is amazing. I think uh, that that is so cool. If you like Waverly, I... 
Trans-Allegheny, which is in West Virginia, is equal, if not better. So I don't know, because I also went to the one up in Erie, Pennsylvania. The Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennhurst. Yeah, Pennhurst. Pennhurst is good, too. So. The cemetery. Oh, Pennhurst. Oh. Yeah, that's where they shoot. They shoot a lot of movies there, don't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they've, they've done that quite a bit. because am talking that, about the that's, cemetery. Yeah, the cemetery right yeah. next to yeah. Yeah, Pennhurst. Yeah. yeah, That is one place that's on my bucket list. I would love to shoot a film there. Uh, that would be good. amazing. Um, yeah, we love, but we Waverly, we had a lot of crazy We love our things. Kirk Bride asylums. So. Oh, yeah. Have you, wait, to get off topic real quick, have you been to um, the prison in Pennsylvania, um, in Philadelphia? Oh. Not uh, yet. That's this year that's in this December. Year. In this December, December we're going. we go there. So, yeah. yeah. What's it uh, called? Oh. Oh. Um, just had it. Not Moundsville. That's West no. Virginia. Uh, hold on. Ah, we're Googling. Uh, no, I got it. Okay. It's uh, it's um, Eastern State. Eastern yes. State. Eastern, Eastern State. I get one to say state. I'm like, that well, they're place. all state. <laughs> I love that place. I actually, I was, do, I was filming a movie there and I had the day off and I was literally, my hotel was literally two blocks from there. So nice. I walked there. But I remember the night I got in, I was, there was, we were at this bar and I looked over and there's like this big wall. And I was like, what building is that? That must be like the highway or something. Like, nope, that's uh Eastern state penitentiary. I said, right. what? I'm and there, there. Were hotels, yeah. like two blocks from there. So I, I went there by myself the next day or when I had the day off and I, I toured it all by myself. Nothing crazy happened or anything. It was just, it was during the day and it was just just yeah. the history of it. The it history was just is amazing. amazing. I, I love taking Eric at a fun place. We're we're doing a Mothman Festival later this year, and uh, I get to take her to the Mushroom Mines, and we're gonna go to Moundsville Prison in, in Huntington, and and oh fun, get to sit with old Sparky. Yes. Yeah. I've been to many haunted. You've been places. to many already. So yeah, yeah I'm just you I'm just like in, in no, I'm just introducing you to some you didn't know about. That's yeah, true. Yeah. He wants you... to see about the mushroom mines because it's very creepy in the mushroom mines. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a place to film a movie. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, I would it's love an abandoned that. Abandoned mine system in uh, Olivelle, Kentucky, and it's it's incredible. So it's oh wow, that's so great. Bad. But um, yeah, all right. So now speaking but, of your your horror films, okay. What what have you ever had a a haunted set, you know, or any issues like that while filming any of these? Because I've heard that it's, it's a thing. You know, it's it's more than more than a few people have emailed me. Hey, I was filming this horror movie, and then this thing happened, and you know, things like that. So yeah, unfortunately, but unfortunately, I wait a second. No, I did. Oh, I see. did. I have to go back in my brain. I have to That's think. Done a lot. You've done a lot of projects. So. I, I say I have a drunken gnome up there that <laughs> has to find the post-its. <laughs> and a lot of times it doesn't find the right post-it. It brings me something and it's like, this is what you, and I'm like, no, that's not what I'm thinking at all. <laughs> I usually can only remember like five years ago and then it's all kind of like, you know, a little foggy, but okay, yes, I did. Mm. So I did this film. I just had a really small part in it. This was like 10, 12 years ago. And back when I was living in Minnesota and in Minnesota, there's a lot of haunted locations mm. because it's very old. Um, a lot of old places, old buildings, beautiful. But um, we, uh, the filmmakers that night for my scene were shooting in this place called the Soap Factory. Ooh. And it was a completely abandoned building now, but it used to be, you know, this big, beautiful factory back in the heyday um, that brought in a lot of revenue uh, and things like that. But now it's, it's abandoned and they use it for like different haunts and all that kind of stuff. So we I didn't really know anything about this place. And my friends and I, my one friend at the time, he was also into the paranormal and doing different um uh investigations so while we weren't filming before we started shooting our scenes which was later that night uh we mm -hmm. decided to go down into the basement so they were filming on the top floor and we were i think it was like the third or fourth floor and so we were hanging out all the way down in the basement and by that time it was pretty dark out and 
it was really creepy. There was, there was probably about three or four of us down there checking it out because they say that the basement's like the most haunted area of the whole building because they were yeah. looking it up when we were there. I was like, okay, let's check this out. We go downstairs and like I said, they do haunt stuff. So there's all this like haunted stuff, you know, hanging around and kind of like kind of boxed away, but it, some of it was still out. And we go down there, it's a chilly night, um, but it wasn't too bad, but we're walking down there. There's no lights anywhere, pitch dark. So we had, I think our cell phones at the time and we were just looking around and I'm trying to think. So we get to this one area, we're pretty deep in the basement at this point. And I decided it was like, there was like this really weird, creepy haunted like door area. It was like a door and a couple, you know, fake windows. It was like a facade to a, you know, like a brick building or something. And I was like, okay, I don't know. They, I got this just weird feeling. Um, and you know, like we talked about, you can usually feel things. And we I said, guys, stop, let's just, you know, just take it in get you know feel the atmosphere feel what's you know just just listen let's just be quiet and listen so we're just standing there and I decided to take a picture at that at this time point in time I just felt very uneasy so I decided to take a picture of, with a flash and then I saw like this like it was like a, a mist in front of me and it took up most of the frame and I was like, okay, uh, is that my flash? Was that my breath? Like, what was this? And it wasn't my breath because it wasn't that cold. I was like, all right, I'm going to take in the exact same spot, like maybe like 10 seconds after I saw that on my camera, I took another picture and nothing. So that mist was there and then gone. gone. And that was one you saw, like, did you see it? physically or just on the camera when you took the picture well you know it i saw it on the picture okay i didn't see it in person right. and I, I i felt something at that point in time that's why i decided to take the picture yeah and i took it and then i got that missed and then i took another one soon after that nothing yeah okay. and then right when i saw i was like oh my god guys you got to see this a light turned on so and the light was in the area the light was like kind of deep in deep more into the basement and we we were like hold the phone <laughs> hold on what's happening here so then we start going towards light. we're like okay we're trying to you know figure out what it was we're trying to debunk it was it yeah. you know motion censored was it you know uh somebody messing with us because they know we're down there looking for ghosts and what was it? What was happening? And we go down there and we just stand around just waiting for the light to turn off or whatever. We're looking around. Is it motion sensor? Where, where's the switch for this light? We couldn't find anything. The light turns off. And so we start walking around the light to see if it's motion censored or something and nothing. Mm -hmm. So when the light turned off and we were like, all right, we're out of here. So we <laughs> and I wouldn't have gone towards the light. I would have been we like, you, you, you got out the doors. I got the misty picture. I'm, I'm out. Erica's got the shaggy response to everything. We, nope, I mean, nope, we I'm always out. try, like the way I look at it is I've always tried to debunk things because, you yeah. know, it could be anything. Uh, but when it's something you can't explain, something you can't debunk, that's when you're like, okay, there's something here with us. Yeah. That's what we call, yeah. uh, we go to the Shirley Jackson from Haunting of Hill House. She called it preternatural stuff we don't understand yet. Not supernatural, not yeah. just stuff we that's there. Yeah. We just can't explain it. So we, most people pretend it doesn't exist, but you know, hopefully at some point we do. So yeah. I, I got to ask you guys, when you went to Waverly, yeah. did you meet Timmy? Oh yeah. We played with the little ball in Timmy's room uh that's uh up on the that's almost the top floor right it's the yeah fifth floor yeah he yeah. as far as i know he hangs out on the fifth floor for sure yeah. i don't know what other floor maybe they have that little playroom area that they usually 
Yes. A lot of paranormal teams bring toys for him. We discussed, yeah, oh, yeah. paranormal teams bring trigger objects for lots yep. of, uh, you know, things. And Timmy is probably the most famous ghost of Waverly. Uh, although when we were there, uh, it was Eric, Carrie and I, we were there and there was a shadowy figure in uh, one of the lower floors. Yeah, I think that's the third floor. Yeah. And that is that is that where they have the that was the one we had the most experience with that was just like was it, it was playing with us literally yep. running just out of sight. And was it the was it the um the like the super dark figure? Yeah, the one that they say the, you got to look out shadow. for. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like he he gave me a really bad scary vibe. Like yeah, that, he's definitely not a pleasant person. No, not, he's not, he's does not like people. Yeah. Yep, he does not. And, and we were there for the be haunt. Known. We were there for the haunt, and he was not happy that that was going on too. So he was uh, he was making his presence known to those of us, you know, that were there a day or two early to tour the haunt. But then they also gave us a tour of Waverly, which is you know that's 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 yeah. When we first saw him, he we, I believe it's the third floor, and you know you look down right. the hallway, and there's all these shadows because there's all these open doors. So you get the shadows from the moon. Yeah. And we did the eight hour overnight investigation. Nice. So we were there all yeah. night. We explored every inch of that place. And um, one of the guides takes us up to the third floor and he was telling us about that spirit, um, that he's a really a dark en entity and you've got to look out for him. Um, we He said, okay, I want you to stand here at the end of the hallway. Just look down, focus, you know, focus your eyes, you're in the dark. And just pay attention to the the doorways, the the where where the uh, moon's coming through, and almost instantly we saw a dark figure kind of peek out of the doorway, like mm -hmm. it knew we were there. Oh yeah, he he likes to mess it, with. The I mean, that's that's literally straight out of a horror film. Oh yeah, but, and, it's, and it's literally the just the like the two hands on the door leaning in. Yeah, it's the it's the Boris Karloff Frankenstein pose. Yeah. And, get this. and then he goes, okay, guys, now that we saw that, we're going to go straight down the hallway. Yeah, the guides are like, yeah, we're like, wait, wait, we want to see more. The guides are like, nope, nope, I'm done. I'm like, why do you work here if you're not going to let this look? He goes, yeah, he so knows. Yeah, they know. They know this is this is step one. Step uh, one is know. Get, get away from this thing. Yeah, yeah. Good, no. good you saw it. it. Everybody move along. Move along, let's go. And, oh my goodness. And the body shoot, it's really obviously really oh, yeah. creepy down there too. Yeah. I we didn't really get too much down there, but uh we got halfway down and we were just hanging out, you know, just being quiet and listening. Yeah. Uh we heard something moaning at the end of the, oh. the body shoot. So that that was very unsettling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's that Waverly never disappoints. Never disappoints. It there, never there does. Are a few places, those any of those Kirkbride asylums. Uh, we've discussed them several. We talked about Trans Allegheny. We've talked about a few others there. They are, you know, I you know, Broadbottom, Appala Erie, Appalachia. So it's uh, there. We got a really great EVP there too. Oh, nice. Yeah. In uh, Waverly. Electronic voice phenomena for those yep. who aren't uh, in the know, and that's usually when you ask a question, you get some sort of weird response. You don't hear it while you're there but the machine picks it up so yeah you want to know how we heard it i gotta tell you how we heard it real quick all right so we were in this one room i believe it was the uh, one of the operating rooms and that's where uh for those who don't know about waverly they used to house um tuberculosis patients there and yeah. patients would die by the day and that's why they created this thing called the body shoot so they could secretly wheel the bodies down while the other patients were you know trying to recover from whatever surgeries or they just wanted to keep up the morale of the folks yeah. that lived there they need to see dozens of bodies being but stuck. so many people died there and it's yeah. a really sad place but um but the history it's just so interesting but we were in one of the operating rooms and we heard that there was a spirit in there that likes that that he's kind of he's another dark entity and so we're like, okay, we got to check this out. So we're in there. We have our night vision camera. We have our uh, recorder going. And we weren't getting really anything. We weren't feeling anything. And Joe, of course, he starts to kind of provoke it a little bit, which <laughs> we don't normally do that. 
but he just yeah, you know he was just he was playing with work. fire he's like oh come on there's you know who you know there's no one in here and you know i don't remember what he was saying but all of a sudden the room it again the atmosphere it got it got really like heavy and it just was not feeling right and i was like uh we gotta go like this this isn't gonna end well we need to leave and while he was provoking and everything we had the recorder going um when we left waverly and while we did leave we did say you know please don't follow us thank you for having us you know you do the niceties so hopefully nothing follows you home but we do think something very important very important yeah very important and be just as respectful as possible you don't want to take any chances. And so we're driving home and we have the recorder plugged into the car speakers, listen, trying to listen to see if we got any EVPs that night. All of a sudden we hear, get out. Wow. Literally loud Classic. in the car while I'm driving. I'm like, what? The, the, the best. Oh my God. And that's, that is when Joe was provoking and and we didn't hear it. We weren't in the room, but when that atmosphere changed in that room, that's when it set it. Yeah. No, so for those of you who want to do ghost hunting and are interested in it, in it, that's great. Just be very careful. Don't take any chances because you can really seriously get hurt. Something can attach itself to you. Um, you have to take all the precautions you can. It's a very dangerous thing to do. We say that all the time and we say be very respectful because the truth is you don't know what it is. We've talked about fear mongers on the show. There are other things other than just spirits out there. Mm-hmm. So you do, you do not want to necessarily take those things home because you have no idea what their intention is or yeah. what they're trying to do. Um, he says yes, as if he doesn't yeah. take home haunted. I know it happens. It ha- it's a sideline of my work. So, you know, it's just, you know, as, as Callie can attest, you know. Well, listen, this man, Sarah, he has brought so many haunted things into our house. Dude. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's that's cool, you know? Like, it's cool states stuff. Apart now, so, but, uh, uh, Maybe Sarah, that's enough to keep you. the spirits away. <laughs> Sarah, oh thank you so much for joining us today. This was... Thank you, guys. And, you know, like I said, is it time already? It, I, it it is actually it is, but we're gonna definitely have to have you back. Yeah, yeah, because we're gonna have to talk some more. Because we haven't well, even talked because, Bigfoot or aliens or anything yet. So, I have a lot of awesome films coming out. I have a film called That's a Wrap. It's a, it's a slasher, very meta. It takes place in a film studio with with a rap with um uh uh actors from this film, and that there's a killer running loose. Um, that one's coming out August 25th. Please check it out. It'll be on streaming everywhere and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yay. And where do people, shameless self-promotion time, if people want to follow you and follow your work and see what else you're in, how do they do that? Uh, they can check me out on Facebook. You can just find me, Sarah French. I'm, I'm always online. I'm always promoting and I'm always chatting with everybody. Like I love talking to fans um and uh facebook's great instagram sarah french online and uh i'm on twitter as well under scarlet underscore salem and um yeah that's i'm Are you i'm trying to be everywhere coming up soon conventions i do actually have a convention coming up i don't really do much anymore because i'm very focused on uh film work and it's been really great actually this year mm-hmm. and we have a whole lot of things lined up for next year but um, I'm doing Days of the Dead in Los Angeles. Yes. That's uh, August 25th to the 27th. And we're actually going to have a panel there with some of the actors from That's a Wrap. And we will be giving away posters as well. Hey. Ooh, awesome. Awesome. So absolutely go check out Sarah there. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with us on Airy Travels. Thank you, guys. This was so much fun. And it was fun working with you, actually yes. talking with you this time. So, you know, it's. Well, let's it's- do it again. Yeah, we'll have to do it again soon, and we'll bring our bestest boy 
with us at some point. So no, yeah, yeah. we're not bringing him back to boy because he needs to be there for everyone else because he's the most handsome. That's boy right. In he the needs world. to stay at Key West. Thank yeah, you, Sarah. He is uh, protecting but Key West. Again, thank you, Sarah, and thank you, Robert, for letting us talk about you a little bit thank today. You, and, yes, thank you, Robert. And you can always find that uh, Curse of Robert Dahl. It's on uh, Discovery. I believe it's Plus, Discovery. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, Discovery Max Plus. Now. Yeah, and, and uh, I Amazon. I yeah, and yes. Amazon Prime. Yeah, so. Definitely check that out and you can see Sarah being a wonderful actress and hear me telling goofy stories. So uh, that thank you gang so much for joining us. As always, please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. We are in Paranormality Magazine's top 10 podcasts and we are on Podbean's podcast to watch. So we'd really like to uh, expand that more. So please, you know, do all the things, give it all the love and we will see you on the other side. Thank you.